Is this fair dinkum, Mario? He's he's on the treadmill. Um, so I'm not sure if he's trying to work off a bit of Christmas pudding or what the story is, but let's find out. Will Friedman, good morning to you. Well, I'm not on the treadmill. The I... horses are on the treadmill. <laughs> That's, okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> I was going to say, you're on the treadmill. Jeez, fitness freak over here. Oh, yeah, I'm, my body's a temple, as you can see. Oh, absolutely, mate. How, yeah. So tell us about that, because that's a – I mean, it's a part of training that hasn't always been used, but uh, a lot of trainers do it now. Um, with the horses, it gets the weight off them naturally. Uh, you, you don't need a jockey to, to put them on there. Talk us through the benefits of doing that with racehorses. Yeah, I mean, the treadmills have been around a while. I think most trainers use them fair fairly consistently but there's a number of different ways to use it it's more getting the weight off the horse's back you can put an incline on it so uh, some people might not know but horses put about 70 percent of their weight on their front legs as they gallop because of the the way that they they uh surface off the air and then put put all that weight going you know 50 60 70 kilometers an hour um, into the front legs. So they, they get a lot of work and a lot of concussion and a lot of the injuries come in the front legs. So mm. um, that's why the, the European and, and Japanese love those hill uphill gallops um, because it just puts more weight on t- into their hind quarter, which, which uh, doesn't take so much of the concussion day in and day out. So on a treadmill where you can sort of put the incline up, put more of the weight in behind them, no rider on their back and just um, and manage their workload. Some horses are very hard going and if you uh, if you left them to their own devices, that they'd, um, they'd go flat out every day. So it just means you can have a bit more of a controlled controlled work work environment for them. Yeah, interesting. A uh, few weekend runners on the lead. He's a horse that I guess he's he getting hard to place now, just with his rating band. He was he was okay in that benchmark hundred, beating the four and a half, sixth of eleven. But I guess it's difficult with these horses now when you're asked to carry sixty in a benchmark hundred. It's hard to win, isn't it? Yeah, he's a he's. He's probably one. He, he might have one more win in, left in him. He ran on Saturday, and he, uh, I think he still ran the last, fastest last 600. But he's just one of those horses that gets back and and flies home. He sort of needs everything going his way, and he's he's. I don't think there's a heap of improvement left in him. And the ownership group will have a, a bit of a chat as to what they want to do with him. And but yeah, he, they're they're the horses that get hard to place because you go up very quickly in the rating system, you don't come down all that quickly. So um, these horses sort of hit their mark and, you know, he, he, I'd say he's closer to the end than the start, that's for sure. Jamira Beach was pretty good up at Eagle Farm, finishing fourth at the weekend. Is he the type of horse that you might look to target another race up there with now? Uh, I think we'll bring him back. Only I don't think he quite ran out the 1820. He sort of he loomed as if he was going to go straight past them and then just peaked about a furlong out, so... Look, he, he's a he's a horse that's been very good for winning four or five races. Good little pickup for the Dynamic Boys, and um, I think he'll come back here and try and get a midweek. There's no point winning a midweek up there when you can win it here. The prize money's much better in Sydney than Queensland, so um, he'll come back. He'll race in a few weeks, sort of. That's that's about where he's at. You've scratched out a V from race five at Ramwick today. Was that the track or the draw? Um, what's the story there? Yeah, she doesn't like any moisture in the ground. She's a bit of a sook. You can sort of go back to her form, and she at Kembla, she uh, she she didn't she hit about a soft seven and felt like it was a heavy twelve to her. So, um, and the bad draw doesn't doesn't help either. So, uh, we'll wait for her. Probably see her Saturday week in a three-year-old and four-year-old benchmark seventy-two sixteen hundred. I think 
yesterday I looked like quite a promising uh, promising interview and then I scratched all my hopefuls for today, so I apologise for that. No, it's all good. Uh, that's okay, mate. Uh, we'll, we'll let you off. Um, so I'm, I'm refreshing <laughs> here. What else have you scratched? Uh, scratched Misty Legend. He'll yeah. go around in the... Um, He'll go around in the Gosta Guineas. One thing that the punters probably should note note on him, it didn't come up in the stewards report, but he did pull up about two two to three out of five lame after his first up run. Um, so had genuine excuses first up. Uh, it probably won't come up in the in the reports, but he'll he'll bounce back on on Thursday. I mean, it's a very competitive Guineas, I think, but mm. um, I'd expect him to be to be right up there from a good inside draw. Can I ask why that wouldn't have been in the report? Was it lame? Uh, it, it, rep- it, it appeared it, later, or yeah, it was reported after. I called after up the fact. stewards to let them know like, the next day, yeah, and the right. stewards' report had already been made. But that it, he he had an embargo put on him. But you'd have to be uh, you'd have to be have a huge attention to detail to be going through every horse's previous embargo. So um, I'd take him more on his last trial than on his last run. I was half prepared to forgive him anyway because I just feel he never got momentum from that inside draw. He was just uh, – he eventually got out, but the race was over by that stage. Yeah, I I, I think so. But I, I also expected in that sort of field him to pick them up pretty quickly. Yeah. So he's not the – mentally he's not the toughest horse in the world. But I um, – yeah, I, I would I'm, – I'm willing to forgive him. I mean, it's a big step up in grade. Um, but you got to – you have to think – Three-year-olds at this time of year. I don't know whether the benchmark rating system is a is a really good indicator of ability just yet, because I think you see find a lot of horses go from benchmark 64 to benchmark 90 horses very quickly in their three-year-old year, going into three-year-old stakes races. So, um, if you look at the the field in the Gosford Guineas, I think three quarters of them are nominated for the benchmark 72 three-year-old race on Saturday. So, it just shows you. There's Chrysor, who's um, obviously proven it at stakes grade before and Royal Tribute, but then the rest are all around the same mark. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me if one of those others elevate themselves, particularly because I think a lot of horses need to need to win to get themselves in the Magic Million three-year-old guineas. Exactly, and we see it all the time. When you're racing your own age, you can go up in class quicker than, say, an older horse can. Yeah, and look, I, I'm probably someone has been fairly vocal. I would love to see more stakes races for four-year-olds only, because I think once they get to their four-year-old career, they sort of find their mark a bit a bit better. I see a lot of horses that are benchmark, um, benchmark 78, 88 horses that have no black type, and you see a bunch of horses with three-year-old black type that would be flat out winning a 64 later in their career. So... Um, Whenever people look at black type, you've always got to keep that in mind. When they're three-year-old black type, you've got to make sure that the race actually has a bit of depth to it because there are some weak three-year-old stakes races and um, sometimes those benchmark 78 and 88 horses are, you know, a lot more talented than um, they just weren't precocious enough to race against their own age group. So that's Misty Legend, uh, race five at Gosford on Thursday, horse number eight. And we're chatting to Will Friedman this morning uh, just to round out on on Gosford, a couple of other runners there. Race three, number five, Art Volant showed ability in one run last preparation. How's she returned? Yeah, really well. I thought she was a bit long in the market, to be honest. I mean, maybe I'm missing something, but I thought her trials have been very good. I know there's a big rap on the horse that won her most recent trial out of the out of the Waller camp. So um, 
I'm expecting her to be very prominent from, an e- from a nice, easy draw. Um, and then we've got Field Weary in the benchmark 64,000 because Rotorua will go around today. Um, and she's sort of having a second trial over 1,000 because she needs another run under her belt to qualify for the Country Cup Magic Millions race. So um, I probably wouldn't expect her to, to be too prominent over 1,000, but she's, she's got a pretty good first-up record. Um, and it wouldn't shock me to see her at least running a hole in a race like that. We switched to today, Newcastle on the Beaumont. You've got a horse in race four, number six, Take Me to Church. If you or I walked into a church, we'd probably catch fire, wouldn't we? Oh, <laughs> uh, it got scratched at the gates last. Uh, not at the gates, in the tie-ups last last time, so I'm a bit nervous about saddling it up. I'm more like self-preservation, uh, but <laughs> uh, he's he's, a, he's got plenty of talent, Um I don't expect him to be winning over 1,200 metres uh, first up. And I, I, the, all reports is that track's going to chop up a little bit. So um, hopefully by race four, there's still some fresh tracks. But, uh, look, I'm, I'm pretty confident he'll run, it, he'll run an honest race running on from back in the field um, and then watch for him second up. OK, interesting. And Rotorua, race seven, number 10. What are your thoughts on her today? Uh, I think she's. I don't know how she'll handle the the wet ground. Um, she hasn't really been exposed to it a whole heap. Um, but she. I thought her last run was good, considering the way that the race was run. She sort of raced a bit upside down, and they they swamped her late. Um, that's what you get from from running from wide barriers at Canterbury, I suppose. Though, so it wouldn't shock me if um. If, you, if, she, if she ran a, a much improved race, um, she'll be back in the field, and that's not always advantageous at, at, on the Beaumont track. But if they are making ground up through the day, I'd, I'd keep her safe. I see Yang Pop, uh, or should I say Yang Pao, oh, is known yeah, for the here weekend. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> How is the great where, where are you? Where are you calling? No, not Randwick. They don't let me near oh, there too often. Well, <laughs> uh, he, uh, Provide some context really well. for our audience. So I, I was a bit <laughs> oh. mean to him one day, wasn't I? Well, I was. It was. He'd just come back from beating up, beating up the horses in the country. I believe the commentary was, and I was pretty bullish on him. And as he runs through the line, I hear Luke Marlowe over the call saying, "Ang Pow goes pop," and uh, <laughs> it, I've never remembered a race call more in my life. We only so, beat three home. He was well, nearly odds on, so. I'm aware. Thank you. <laughs> he won anything his next start. You, anything, Great training. Anything, anything more you'd like to remind me? No. It's all good. No, no. It was, a, it was a very good call for anyone that wasn't the on. trainer of Ang Pao. Yeah, or owner. Uh, yeah. Um, but he, uh, no, nah, he's going super. Um, I don't think he'll line up on Saturday. I think he'll wait a week and go to the 88. He got hammered okay. in the ratings when he went down to... Um, the Wagga Town play. Well, I mean, he's, he ran a very good race, so you can understand why. But he'll uh, he probably stay for the 88 the following week, and um, he's had quite a long time off because he had a few few problems. But he uh, he seems in good order. But always horses. One thing I, I always find is you can have a good first up record as a horse, but when you start going first up in benchmark 88. It's, yeah, it's different. It's a different kettle kettle of fish. Like he, you can break your maiden in your class one or your sixty four first up, and then once you get up to that grade, I don't think many of them do do win first up. So uh, he's uh, he he probably will want to run, but um, he's uh, he's back. 
He's back. How good. Uh, are you confident uh, that he is back as far as he, he's showing you everything at home, that he, he's still got that zest for racing and he's still got that motor? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's all there. He's, yeah. he's quite a casual sort of horse. Um, uh, but, look, he's he's getting on now. He's very lightly raced for, a, I think, a six-year-old. So uh, uh, I expect him to, to race well through his prep. But, you know, we, we didn't buy him for much and he's... He's been a, a a good good horse, winning four or five races, and you know he's uh, when he when he gets his own way. I mean, I, I gave Ronald Simpson a bit of a task. I remember that was the race that that he went pop. So yeah. um, that's why I've sort of decided maybe we won't run on Saturday, just because I don't. Re- he's not even though he's quiet. He's probably he's such a big horse that you need to get out into open air. So um, sometimes it's it's not quite an apprentice's horse. So rather than the big weight, I'll uh, we'll wait wait an extra week last one uh, where's fast response um part owned by our man dave stanley uh yourself as well uh, i think in the ownership where is the great horse no he's um he's coming back from a tendon injury he's uh, he's back in work he's and it seems to be behind him but these sort of things they just take a little bit of time to get them back to the races so you don't have a reoccurring problem we're always trying to condition those areas to be as strong as possible particularly after they've had um known issues so uh, he's he's uh, he's got plenty of ability. He uh, mm. but he carries carries Dave Stanley every oh. race. That's probably why he did his attendant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. He went pop. Um, yeah, because of DS. <laughs> he can stop one, um, but he's already won a race, so um, that's something. And he, he does have that ability to win more than one. Don't worry, yeah. Dave, Dave Stanley's a tinny owner. He gets into ones know, that go well. It... On the white it was, turf was it? On the white turf. I oh, know he's half yeah, he, he doesn't miss. Oh, he doesn't no. miss. But exactly. Um, oh well, that's good to hear. He's back because um, he's a horse that he showed that promise running fourth in a, a Gosford Guineas. That's um, a while ago now, a year ago, um, pretty yeah. much. So uh, we hope to see him back soon. Now that you're now that you're hosting all these big radio shows, it'll be about time that you use some of that big pay packet you're on to get into horse ownership as well. Oh, tell me about it, mate. Um, we'll find something fast for me and then give me a ring. Yeah, I will. I will. <laughs> Thanks for your time this morning. No worries. See you, mate.